Welcome to 602 Row Show. This is the way too long episode for Clayton's season preview. So go ahead and pause right now. Go get a glass of wine, a bottle of bourbon, maybe make some nachos. Um, our preview for Michelle was just about two hours long, I believe, Megan. Yeah. Uh, this one might be worse because we are not only worse prepared, but we are also uh, not in our normal setup. Um, <laughs> the plan, guys, is to, to burn through this preview, post the whole thing. I know that a lot of you can't bring yourselves to watch our 10-minute videos. Um, so what we're going to try to do, time is a huge factor in this, but what we'll try to do is break it up. Maybe post like a girl or a trio of girls. But the full video, the full preview will be the first thing up on the channel. Um, season starts January 3rd. So we really need to get the wheels spinning here a little bit. Um, just as a reminder for format, uh, Megan and I have not exposed ourselves to any spoilers as of yet. Uh, these bios is the extent, and the, the preview at the end of Michelle's season, and these bios are the extent of what we've seen. So this episode is spoiler free. Uh, all the opinions that we will weigh in on are not based in any facts whatsoever. It's a little bit of bachelor history, our personal experiences, um, but no outright spoilers. And as of right now, sitting recording, we do not know the outcome of Clayton's season. The second we're done filming, we will dive into the internet and prepare ourselves to make night one picks for Clayton's season. Uh, but as of right now, this is just all going to be what we think what we feel what we're seeing in these bios um so you can follow along if you'd like to on abc we're going to go alphabetically through the cast bios uh so you can click through them and see the reference material we're going from uh it'll be the full bios and the fun facts and the provided picture uh now when you guys are watching the show we're going to use a slightly different picture uh for the slides it's going to be the instagram story pictures that abc put up it's just a picture of the girl with her name and her fun facts. Uh, so really just a, a streamlined form factor for us. Uh, we're going to try to well, focus on us a little more this season, make our videos a little larger, take up some more space. So, uh, Megan, do you have anything before we jump right into it? I mean, well, just following off of that, I just want to put a plug out for this is our season two, episode one. Of the 602 Row Show. So, you know. <laughs> you know it really just <laughs> took the world by storm with the number of views on season one and figured, you know, we'll come back and do another one here. <laughs> we had to. We had to. We couldn't have people wanting. All right. So for anyone who's been living under a rock, uh, this is Clayton's season. Uh, Clayton was a contestant on Michelle's season of Bachelorette. Uh, extensive opinions on us about Clayton, uh, but you have to go back and watch those episodes for that. We're going to start fresh here. We're going to uh, try not to let, I, I am going to try not to let my previous opinions weigh too heavily. Uh, the internet already hates Clayton just because he's a white male on this show who seems to have little to no personality. Uh, but I'm going to let the show speak for itself. And is being cast as an underdog. I think that's the issue that a lot of America has with that. <laughs> so uh, the biggest thing that jumped out to me about uh, Clayton's bio here um, <laughs> is that the guys in the house called him Klaynos, <laughs> uh, which, which I don't recall 
hearing in the show or in the bloopers. Uh, I believe it's entirely possible because the guys in the house were really weird. Uh, but I can't ignore the Disney ABC family tie-in here. No, you can't. Like I can't. I can't do it. Uh, yeah. Um, I was surprised to learn that he currently works in medical sales. Because <laughs> I didn't learn anything about him on Michelle's season. Um, so surprised to learn that he has a minor in Spanish. Surprised to learn that he works in medical sales. Um, I, I appreciated ABC's characterization of the idyllic suburbs of St. Louis. <laughs> um, yeah, there were just I, some I, really fun adjectives in this bio. I don't like the position you're putting me in where I need to be the protective foil to your aggressiveness toward our, uh, our star here. Uh, so I will call out, uh, you know, they, they're really portraying him as an everyman. He's a former football player. He's a, a guy that likes to, likes to go tubing and play cornhole. You know, they're, they're really selling him as this package product uh, of, of, midwestern american wholesomeness um and i think that's very intentional uh from abc they have seen a ratings drop and as much as the very vocal piece of the bachelor nation population wants strong black men strong black woman characters that aren't aren't flat and cardboard the viewership doesn't reflect that um so I, I'm not surprised to see them go this direction. I'm not surprised to see him categorized in this way. I am really looking forward to some character development that we didn't necessarily get in Michelle's season. I feel like the guy we were introduced to night one is very much the guy who went home later in the season. And, and so I don't have the character of The Bachelor established for me yet. I agree. And like, I, yes, I am 100% throwing a shit ton of shade at this bio right now. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, obviously like Clayton is a person. He has multiple sides to him, none of which we were shown on The Bachelorette across the five weeks that he was there. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm I'm excited to see kind of what he's all about. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like other than maybe Matt, because he wasn't even in The Bachelor Nation, um, I don't know the last time that we had a bachelor that like we really didn't know a ton about. And so it's going to be like, I think, interesting from a fantasy perspective, um, because not only are we going to have to watch the episodes to understand the girls, um, but also to understand what Clayton is looking for. Because I couldn't tell you what his type is or like the type of woman that he's like going to be falling for, like whether she's going to be like, more assertive or more passive. I mean, obviously, like theme wise. Again, in the bio, we have that, like, those Midwestern, like, family values, right? Family's really important to him. Um, I would assume that, like, charity is really important to him. Um, sports, being athletic, is important to him. But otherwise, like, I mean, I, I do think that the more that, the farther along we get in this season, the more specific we'll be able to get as far as fantasy picks based off of what we know about the girls and what we learn about Clayton. The line that really stood out for me 
This Midwestern man proves he is so much more than just a good-looking guy with a rock-hard bod. He's a throwback romantic who's not afraid to put himself out there for love. And if that is the the growth, the channel that the show takes us, I, I think everything you just said is 100% right. We, we are going to explore who he is and what he wants. And just what we saw in the season preview, they're, they're going to do what they can to ratchet up the drama and, and see what we, what we get on the other side. Yeah. But yeah, no, um, like I said, I think it'll be an interesting fantasy league. I think this year, just because we don't know a lot about him going into it. And historically guys, bachelor more popular than bachelorette, which transfers into fantasy. Uh, as the population grows, so does the fantasy population. So if you ran game on your tiny league this past season, get ready for some new blood in there. Come on, join the 6.2 row Show League. Uh, we'd love to have some new people in there. Uh, that's all I have on Clayton to start, Megan. You good on Clayton? Yeah, I think so. Like I said, I, I'm intrigued. We'll do a quick drop in here guys on jesse palmer uh who is the new host uh chris harrison no longer with the franchise um i don't have a whole lot on jesse palmer but what i will say is that thank god that we don't have to look caitlin anymore and do all of her nonsense even Tasha started to weigh on me a little bit but those two i, I just couldn't do it anymore I, I was hoping for little john um we got jesse palmer I was hoping for Wes. <laughs> <laughs> at the end of the day, yes. <laughs> at the end of the day, guys, it's, it's window dressing. It really doesn't have too much of an impact on fantasy. There's one category in Rose League specifically, which is have a heart to heart with the with the co with the host. I think it's it's co-host right now because there's two of them, but with the host. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think jesse palmer is going to be having many heart hearts with these girls um yeah but you never know I, I i didn't see his season i don't know much about him other than his tv persona yeah no same so i think it'll be yeah i mean i think in a lot of ways this is a, a brand new season right so back in the mansion uh more traditional i wouldn't be horribly surprised to see Jesse Palmer kind of channel some of that Chris Harrison energy. I mean, uh, you know, say what you want about the way the show went and what Chris did and your thoughts about Chris, but damn, the man get hosted damn bachelor show. And, <laughs> and I won't apologize for that, but uh, I'm hoping Jesse Palmer does some of his, some of his ticks, like the long pauses and just kind of like the bewildered look like, oh, how did you magically find my hotel room? This is inappropriate. Like, I, I want some of that shtick back. Well, and I I mean, I will give you that. I mean, he he is a he's been a TV host before. Like he he has that personality um, versus, yes, the girls were not TV. hosts. So, guys, now it's time we're going to jump into the bread and butter, the real juicy stuff, the, the women we're going to spend the next three months of our life with <laughs> there are cast of characters um yeah so uh, we'll start with cassidy she is 26 an executive assistant from la uh i'm gonna jump real quick here to to my favorite part mm-hmm. um which is cassidy doesn't like clubs because she hates waiting in line 
So what I need to know is, is she from LA or is she in LA? Because this is not, this can't be real. Like she still goes to clubs. Yeah. She just doesn't like them. That's, that's the read I'm getting here. And I get that same read. And I think that that is totally valid, Cassidy. I'm with you. Also hate the line. Um, yeah. And just as a point, I forgot to mention. So um, I know last season we kind of were looking at some of those ages, too. So Clayton, for the record, is 28. Um, and so we'll kind of be looking at maybe some of the ages. So Cassidy here, we start off at 26, which is kind of right in that ballpark around him. Um, I... So the, the first time I read her profile, I um, I was struck by how powerful they kind of made her feel, um, especially like to be like first one of the alphabet, like the first one people are probably clicking on. Um, she very much feels like a strong, empowered woman from like the way that they've written this bio. Um, and so it, make, it makes me intrigued to see one, how she is on screen, but then also how she compares to some of the other women. You know, they, they kind of paint her, as you're saying, like this, this, this power player. And there's a line in here that she's looking for a partner who can keep up with her fast-paced lifestyle, which my immediate thought was it clashed with the portrayal of Clayton. As I was saying, is that the, that good old boy from the Midwest who likes to fish and go out on the boat. Um, so obviously, like you said, there's different sides to people. And, and we are, again, guys, this is the most important part of this. It doesn't matter if we like Cassidy or not. The character of Cassidy is what you're betting on from a fantasy standpoint. So the portrayal of her is all that matters. doesn't matter who Cassidy is. It matters who the producers say Cassidy is. Yeah. Um, so picking lines like this, you know, someone attracted to her independence when Clayton's been very vocal about wanting to start a family right now. Those are the things to start to, to look for in these bios. And then night one, it might all get blown out of the water, but you have to take at least from a preview standpoint, this is what we know. This is what we're being told. How do you craft the, the narrative in your head to make your fantasy pegs? Yeah. And what I will say, too, is because um, I kind of did like a sneak peek of some of the other bios. Um, but there's actually very little detail in this one, too. It's vague. Like, it doesn't actually give us a lot about like who she is, like what experiences she's had, um, what she really does with her life. Like, yeah, it's fast paced. But like, what is this fast? me other than going to clubs and not wanting to wait in the lines in the club um so more than likely i would guess based off of this that cassie is maybe like a middle of the pack girl um she might not go home night one um but she also might not make it that far just because they're not really selling her to us in this bio i had two thoughts on her her depth of contest here the first one was that she's She's rather traditionally pretty. Mm -hmm. Those girls usually don't go home night one. Yeah. The other one here is her third fun fact. Is she's a, a pro at driving stick shift, which kind of felt to me like early one-on-one, -on -one, like picnic up in the California hills. And like they had to drive back in some old beat up truck and Clayton doesn't know how to drive stick. And it's like just something the producers throw in there and Cassie's got to drive them home. Something stupid like that is just immediately popped in my head. So I, I'd be with you. I'm not a not a night one e limb, but I I don't see a whole lot of depth here from the lack of character build. Yeah. Same. All right. Moving on to Claire. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Claire is 28. She is a spray tanner mm -hmm. from Virginia Beach. 
uh, which right off the top feels like a pretty poor profession for a beach town because couldn't you just get your tan outside but it is virginia and so they have winters that, that is that is true so she works six months of the year and the other six months she's on shows like this <laughs> but she, um sorry go ahead so so yeah okay <laughs> off the bat you would assume that maybe she's not someone who sticks around up that long that said we already have a little bit more in detail from her than we did from Cassie, uh, or Cassidy, which is that she's a single mother. Um, and so as we talked about last season, look for those types of details to be um, big kind of story development aspects. Um, and when those do drop within conversations with Clayton, those can be things that you can pick up points for. So if you can time putting Claire into your lineup around the time that she mentions that she has a son, that would get you, I think, three points. I think it's three. Then, you know, we, we've seen Clayton with kids. Mm -hmm. As we talked about, we've heard Clayton say he wants a family, you know, soon. Mm -hmm. uh, between having a child and hoping for more babies in the future, which is the last line of her bio here. Yeah. Um, I, I don't see anything in here that jives with the character being given for Clayton. Mm -hmm. um, her fun facts are a little... She loves ranch dressing. That totally fits with a Missouri boy. There's nothing wrong with ranch dressing with buffalo wings. Yeah, people from the Midwest love their ranch dressing. In, if it's like a if it's like a mild or a spicy buffalo, like I, I'm more apt to go blue cheese. But almost any other wing, I, I'd probably go ranch. I don't know if that's a Midwest thing. Now, now I'm stressing this. Is that a Midwest thing, ranch? Yeah, it's a Midwest thing. All right. Uh, people who don't wear deodorant make Claire angry, which is very identifiable uh, and and fair. Especially when you're a spray tanner. Oh, yeah. You got to get up in the crevices on people. Yeah. That would, Okay. Uh, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days is a, is a classic film, uh, especially when you are 28 years old and look like Claire looks. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, drop in the comments if you're not from the Midwest and you like ranch dressing. I, yeah, I'm going to have to hear more on that because Megan, not from the Midwest. Me, Megan? You, yeah. Oh, no. Mi Michigan is not the Midwest. If yeah. you're in the Eastern time zone, you can't be in the Midwest. No, it's the Midwest. Okay. Uh, we're going to have to uh, agree to disagree. I'll, like, sound off on that one in the comments. <laughs> is, is Michigan and Ohio the Midwest? Because they think they are. Indiana? Ohio? I know, but I'm asking. Indiana. Half of Indiana. Half of Indiana is in the Midwest because they're on Central Time. <laughs> if, you don't, if you don't live in God's time, you can't be in the Midwest. Uh. <laughs> now you're sounding uh, like Clayton. Well, if I could look how Clayton looks in a sweater, I'll say anything that Clayton wants me to say. Uh, I'm going to go with Daria. Yeah. It's got to be Daria. I, can't, I don't think it's Daria. No, it's probably Daria. But Daria is 24. She is a law student from Baldwin, New York. Uh, and she touts academic accomplishments impressive 
academic accomplishments in this bio. Yeah. It's very set up to build up this Yale law student. I mean, she she's done a whole lot. Yeah, especially for you know being twenty four. So, um, she so last bullet point wants to write a children's book one day, suggesting that she does enjoy children, which is always a positive. <laughs> um. That said, yeah, like, I mean, I'm interested to see how I think a woman that I am imagining Daria is fitting with Clayton. Because, again, she feels, um, from the stereotypes that I have about lawyers, <laughs> the stereotypes that I have about New York, and um, <laughs> the stereotypes I have about being an advocate for women's rights, um, <laughs> I am imagining, again, like a very like, outspoken, like powerful, assertive woman. Um, and I'll be interested to see how that fits with Clayton. I'm, I'm impressed by the profile, pretty much top to bottom. Mm-hmm. Idolizing Mal Clooney is, if you don't know her as George Clooney's wife, is a hell of a fun fact. Yeah. I think this goes right over the head of, sorry, Bachelor Nation, but I, like, did you even know George Clooney was married, Bachelor Nation, or is he just a sex object? No, they totally knew he was married. They did not know her first name. <laughs> Fair. The, the good lawyer, Mrs. Clooney. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, hating sushi is an abomination against God. Tim Tebow weeps when people hate sushi. That's all I've got on her. I, I'm intrigued to see where it goes. She's a little young, mm-hmm. um, but the bio hits. I mean, I, I'm impressed. Yeah, I am too. Like I said, I am interested yeah, to see what she's like in person. I could see her sticking around past night one. Um, if nothing else, just for I think the presence that she will have given all of these accolades. Um, so yeah, we'll see. If, if you categorize yourself as a humanitarian, and not a feminist in the sense everyone gets mad on the internet, but like someone who respects and appreciates women and will fight for their rights, that kind of feminist, like she's portraying herself as, how are you going to survive in that house with these dumb girls? Why are you on The Bachelor? Well. That's a bigger question. But if it's to promote her social platform, to do the kind of work that the good Mrs. Clooney does? Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. All right, uh, moving on to Eliza, who is uh, 25. She's a marketing manager, hails from Berlin. Um, I'm assume, I assumed a military brat, and then I read a little bit more, and it sounds like not just other type of expat kind of thing. Yeah. Loves food festivals, which... Yeah, which, I mean, who, who couldn't? Um, they do describe her as being soft-spoken, which, again, just like from the moments that we saw with Clayton, I think might be a little bit more of his jam just in terms of like what he's looking for as far as like a partner. And that like, I, from what I saw with him, with Michelle is like, I feel like he needs someone who's going to be able to like be a comforting presence for him. Um, And to me like that, there's like a soft spoken, like kind nature that I think he'll be drawn to. 
Um, and so Eliza may have that. I completely agree. Uh, <laughs> the one thing I want to call out in relation to that is that Clayton fell in love with Michelle, who, although she had a nurturing side, is not soft-spoken. Uh, and is very much not the let me hold you while you unload your day on me kind of woman. Um, so while I think you're completely right that that is what Clayton is probably looking for, we have this bachelor narrative already written that he's been drawn to this strong woman. Um, and I'm interested to see how it plays between seasons. I think we also discussed how, like, even though Michelle was like that strong, charismatic, like independent woman she was also a teacher right and it's like she naturally had a lot of that soft nature that is very motherly is very comforting like she had that energy to her without even trying and so it was kind of it was it was a very it was a big piece of her and I think when when sitting with her I would imagine that that's a lot of what you feel versus maybe some of like those other qualities that we spoke really highly of within her too. Like she, she seems to be able to hold people emotionally speaking. I, I don't have a strong counter to that. I just, something to watch, <laughs> something to watch. Something to watch and learn. <laughs> uh, up until about four years ago when MoviePass came out, uh, I would have thought this next fun fact, uh, going to a movie by yourself, that's serial killer shit. That's weird. Uh, but that movie pass came out and I went to a bunch of movies by myself. It's actually quite enjoyable. Uh, but visiting foreign countries with your family for vacation is not a fun fact. It's a humble brag. Like, oh, we go to Switzerland. And Clayton, Clayton kind of strikes me as not the downhill ski type. So I don't know what he'd do in Switzerland. Yeah, he kind of strikes me as like the not world traveler type. But I don't know, because according to previews, he travels a lot this season. So we'll see how he enjoys that. You got anything else on Eliza? No. Next up is Elizabeth, who I don't think quite qualifies for our same name elimination trope that we have. I think Eliza, Elizabeth are, are different enough where, where that's not going to become an issue. No. She is uh, 32. She's a real estate advisor from Highlands Ranch, Colorado, uh, and speaks a dozen languages. Yeah. I don't know if I can name 12 languages. <laughs> no, I'm... I'm that's a lot. That's a lot of languages. I, I want you to try right now. Try and name 12 languages. I, I'm not bad, dumb. I think I actually, well, now I'm on the spot. <laughs> English, Spanish, German, French, Italian, Russian, Filipino. Oh, shit. Um, Portuguese. D Dutch? Yeah. Uh, I'm just trying to think of countries now. Uh, Romanian. Chinese, Japanese. <laughs> Give the man a shot. <laughs> Mandarin. I think I, I think you're supposed to call it Mandarin. I don't think Chinese is a spoken language. Yes, there's so many different dialects of it, I'm pretty sure. There's 12, guys. I did it. You speak with confidence. No one talks these things. So to speak a dozen languages is, is that much more impressive than being able to name 12. Yeah. Yeah. Um. 
again, I, so yes, I appreciate that fact a lot. Um, she also, so her profile is also very vague. There's not a lot of detail in there. Um, and the detail that is in there feels not super Clayton style. Like being very bougie is a word that's used in the profile. <laughs> Finer things in life. Um, and again, from a, a boy from small town Missouri, I don't know. I don't know if he's looking for the finer things in life. I read Finer Things in Life, and I immediately put my pinky up, and then I kept reading, and she called herself out as bougie. Mm-hmm. Um, which she's 32. She's our age. That's yeah. not a compliment that you give yourself. We don't use bougie as a compliment, generally speaking. No, I mean, I'll say that I'm, I want a bougie night. Yeah, which is like outside of the normal, right? Like it's something that you do to experience. It's not something you do all the time because yeah. it has negative connotations around it. It does. That's true. So um, to self-articulate that way. Yeah. I could maybe see Elizabeth being one of the girls that gets home night one or goes home night one. I could see it. She She is more traditionally pretty she has really strong cheekbones at least in this picture we're looking at the abc biopics the one that's up on your screen i, I forgot to take a look at before we recorded you got cheeks like that you have cheeks like that i, I imagine that she's just as, as bold featured in all of her photos um but certainly pretty yeah i mean like she's pretty but again just like with the way that the bio reads i I'm imagining the presence that might go along with that. And I, I don't know if Clayton will be automatically drawn to that first impression. I'm excited to see her bougie dress night one. Ooh. Okay. You think rhinestones or no rhinestones? Rhinestones. Gold. Very short, very high heels with a built in choker. <laughs> okay. I'm thinking. Um, Sleek black dress, like minimal. Okay. Maybe some I... like crystal jewelry. Okay. Hair up. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah I don't know. I'm trying to think of if I'm trying to think of how many contestants put their hair up night one. It's not many. It isn't. But she, she, I mean, she has the jawline to do it. Yeah. Um, tattoos are not her thing. I don't r- recall any tattoos on Clayton. He had his shirt off in a couple episodes. Yeah, I, I can't don't remember. recall any like large pieces. He might have something, but it's weird that they put that in there. Yeah. But uh, maybe they just didn't have anything else on her. Yeah. All right. NC. She's a cutie. She looks so down to earth. Like, I feel like she could very much be played in sight. A uh, 26-year-old sales manager from Burbank, California. Um, Loves Dance Dance Revolution, which is a reference that I didn't think I was going to find in a 26-year-old's profile (laughs) in 2021 for Bachelor. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I feel like out of the girls that we've seen so far, she feels 
like the way that her her bio reads and then like her look feels the most like it would be something attractive to play in. I mean, loves to wants to find more opportunities to be in costume. I feel like the producers hear her and they're <laughs> going to give her that opportunity. Um, yeah, I think even if they didn't hear her, they would be giving her the opportunity. Um, also. But yeah, I mean, like, like I said, just like, it just feels like it feels like a nice profile. The last thing that jumped to me was that she wants a man who loves the ocean, uh, which ties into Clayton. He loves to spend a day on the boat. Uh, Lake of the Ozarks, little known fact, pretty much an ocean. Yeah. For all of our uh, Missouri fans, you know, you know, Lake of the Ozarks is, is pretty much the Atlantic. That's the biggest body of water. A lot of a lot of people from Missouri are. <laughs> Sorry, Josh. Sorry, Josh. <laughs> Josh went to Mexico with us. I know he knows what an ocean looks like. Yeah. Uh, Gabby, a thirty-year-old mm-hmm. ICU nurse from Denver, Colorado, and she is more than meets the eye. <laughs> yes, she is. <laughs> or so we're told. Uh, not only is she beautiful, but she has a lot of substance, which is a really weird way to phrase that someone isn't just pretty. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she's looking for a man with a quiet confidence. I would say Clayton fits that bill. Um, yeah. And then she obviously has a dog. And <laughs> who doesn't like dogs? Um, so, I mean, there are it's promo poster. It's true. Clayton, oh, Clayton is the underdog. He is the underdog. There's but not a lot. Will, will the underdog get along with Leonardo? That's the question. Is that her dog's name? Yeah. Her golden doodle, Leo. Leonardo. Okay. Um, and then she wants to. <laughs> Sorry, this is, I just saw her first fun fact. I was going to make fun of her uh, her last one of stomping grapes. And then I saw that she's terrified of humpback whales. Which I feel like as far as animal fears go is totally legitimate. <laughs> They're huge. Okay, no. You should much more be afraid of like killer whales instead of humpback whales. Well, I don't think... <laughs> And one has like the little filter things that hang down from their mouth. Yeah, but what would be worse? Getting ripped apart by a shark or slowly getting sucked through the filter. You know, some people are afraid of like public pools because you might get like pulled down into the filter. Same deal. (laughs) You just drown as you're slowly like grated against the big teeth. You could like swim out really fast. Gabby's profile is terrible. Yeah, it's not it's not great. But she's a nurse, which suggests compassion um and a <laughs> that face. <laughs> she is a nurse. <laughs> at least could, I I mean at least she could uh take care of any of Clayton's boo-boos. All right. Uh Genevieve <laughs> Genevieve is 26 and might be the first person that didn't lie about her profession on her uh, on her bio. She's a yeah. bartender from L.A. 
um, which probably means that she went out there to be an actress. But hey, you know what? We don't always end up working in the fields we thought we were going to be working in. So good for you, Genevieve, for putting bartender on here. I, I appreciate that a lot. Um, her bio is thin, but she does call out a lot of the things that she wants from a relationship, which is more substance than being afraid of humpback whales. Yeah. Um, not not liking public speaking is like the cliche TV movie. What's your biggest fear thing? It's that's not a whole lot. Um, but thinking that uh, Haley and Justin Bieber are hashtag relationship goals, uh, that one jumped out to me as like a throwaway that she put in there. The producers are like, "Yes, copy paste." <laughs> <laughs> Because it doesn't fit. She talks about like her family and like the things she's looking for in a relationship and like deep, meaningful conversations. But then hashtag relationship goals. I think Josh does it like this. <laughs> oh, Joshy. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I agree. I think most of her profile is not about her, but it's about what she's looking for, which I really appreciate because, yeah, I mean, like this show is very much about Clayton trying to find his match, but it's also about the girls trying to find their match. Um, and so I could also see her being potentially a girl that self-eliminates if she doesn't like what she sees because of that. I got villain vibes off the Ooh. profile pic. Like put a little like backlighting there. <laughs> talking shit about another girl. Like, I'm, yeah, I can like, totally see it. Give her some like purple eyeshadow. Classic Disney. Yeah, it's just just a little little bit of like mascara because like a girl told her that she looked dumb in her shoes and now she's out to just ruin this person's life. Like I'm I'm here for it. Yeah. Next up is Haley, 26 pediatric nurse from Scenic Orlando. And Megan, she is here for the real deal. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I read and it was just a Oh, so cute. Um, she strikes me as very much a Southern Belle. Um, so I don't know if she's originally from Florida um, or if she's originally from the South and then is just living in Florida now. Um, I love the idea of Little Grams, and I hope that we get a sneak peek of Little Grams um, on episode one where, like, they sometimes, like, highlight some of the girls. I would love to see her. Um and yeah, I mean, looking for a family-oriented man, close relationship with God. Again, I don't know if we know how close Clayton and God are. I would I assume kind of he got this role, but um, who knows? I, I am also very curious to know what part of the South she's from. Uh, people from the South will tell you that most of Florida is not the South. Uh, and yeah, her profile reads very Southern Belle. I think that's a, that's a great insight there. So we'll yeah. see. Um, yeah. You know, Taylor Swift's biggest fan. So I, I'm hoping that maybe we get a Taylor Swift cover band to play one of the dates. I think she'll be a sweetie. Like I, I think that Clayton will like her. I think if she doesn't go home night one, she goes real deep. My pick's night one, though. I'm going to throw that out right now. Let's see. Uh, Hunter. Mm -hmm. 28-year-old HR specialist from Charlotte, North Carolina. Ah, 
she was a Disney princess. <laughs> so, so, guys, this is why I didn't pre-read the bios, because stuff like this is just like, in case somehow you don't know, ABC is owned by Disney. My longstanding opinion is that after young girls realize the Disney princess fallacy isn't real and their heart is broken and their dreams die, they start wanting to be on Bachelor. <laughs> so this bio, they probably didn't read anything else. She probably started her start her application with this <laughs> and like, done. She's on there. Okay, so uh, what Disney princess do you think she was? Was or wanted to be? I think was. Or is. She she gives me Cinderella vibes. Mm. Alpha alpha female in a group of females. She gets to be Cinderella. <laughs> okay. I can see Rapunzel. How old is she? 28? Yeah. So it's got to be the old one. It's got to be classic Disney princesses, I, right? She's just old enough. I can see Sleeping Beauty, Aurora. No, not at what? So she's not like this blonde yeah, in she real is. life. Oh wait, she's not. Hunter isn't. It? I'm saying in real life, she's not as blonde as she looks in this picture. Oh. But I think she was blonde. And if she's anything like the little blonde girls I knew growing up, you weren't non-blonde Disney princesses. No. There wasn't a single blonde girl who was like Pocahontas. <laughs> <laughs> that really limits the pool for which princess you can be. <laughs> Um, I really want to be Ariel. That's because I love being in the water. Um, <laughs> Says the girl with, with auburn streaks in her hair. <laughs> um, she's looking for a man who is loving, athletic, and outdoorsy. <laughs> her prince charming. Uh -huh. uh, have you ever read A Walk to Remember? No. I've only seen the movie. I've seen the movie, I think, once, and it is the most wretchedly depressing movie. Mm -hmm. Nicholas Sparks, known, world-renowned author. Yeah. I have to think that the book is somehow more horribly painful than the Mandy Moore movie. Oh, 100%. Maybe we'll do a 602 Row Show book club, and uh, everyone needs to read A Walk to Remember. Alternatively, not that. Are you sure that everyone in 602 can read that long? So, loyal viewers, she's not taking shots at you. She's taking shots at actual people who live uh, in the in the frat house we call home. Or have previously. <laughs> I'm sure that all of our viewers can read. Yes. Y'all I trust. Maybe. If you guys click the hashtag, it takes you to all the other shows. You don't have to find them in a list. Just so you know, I have nothing else on Hunter. This is the the Disney thing just derailed me completely. Okay, I hope. Oh wait, okay, wait. Odds that she shows up in a princess Disney princess gown night one. I'd I'd put the odds pretty low, like one in four. Okay. If she does, it's Cinderella. 
hundred percent chance it's Cinderella if she does. I say one in four chance she does. <laughs> you have me concerned now because she might pull up in a whole pumpkin carriage. Yeah, Hunter, I got your entrance set. You should have called me, girl. Prince Charming is is Cinderella, right? Yeah, yeah. He has no name. It's just Prince Charming. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I put it at a real low. Well, they're back at the mansion. They're at the mansion. Uh, it's one and it's a 50 50 for me now. Well, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but she was definitely Cinderella. I really she was definitely Cinderella. <laughs> okay. Ivana. Ivana is 31. She's a bar mitzvah dancer uh, from Queens. Mm -hmm. I don't have a whole lot of Jewish friends. I've never been to a bar mitzvah. I was not aware there are dancers. Um, I wasn't either. Um, I think sometimes there's maybe a performance. I don't know. Let's just move past uh, that. So I, once again, don't know if she is going to be Clayton's type. <laughs> Let me just pull out some quotes here. <clears throat> Ivana's idea of a romantic date involves dancing naked in the rain and ends after cuddling or ends with cuddling after her man washes her hair. Also, her future hubby must love all animals because Ivana hopes to one day have a dog, five snakes, Three exotic frogs, one lizard, and a turtle. I don't know if she's gone past night one. Is she dancing naked at the bar mitzvahs? No! Are we sure? Yes. <laughs> it's a celebration of becoming a man. Yes. <laughs> okay. uh, yeah, we see the dog reference again. They call out that Clayton likes dogs. This uh, Clayton yeah. dog thing grew out of his underdog billing, and I don't, I, I, most people like dogs. I mean, or just stuff like that, like good, good, all American boy type of image. You know, there's always the golden retriever. Um, I do really like that she takes herself out to a new restaurant every weekend. I think that is a that is a takeaway that most of us can can put into our daily lives and, and be better for. I. So I honestly really enjoy her. I just don't know. I think she's going to be a lot for Clayton. Preferring indoor trees. I'm reading it literally. Preferring indoor trees means preferring them to outdoor trees, meaning you dislike outdoor trees if given the option to have an indoor tree. Yeah. That is Mo not only not okay to say. But it's also probably a thought that not a single human ever has had. Generally, yeah. you have indoor trees to invoke the feeling of outdoor nature. And most of the time, they're plastic. Yeah, she. Uh, I, okay, I so would probably echo your opinion that she doesn't make it past night one. She seems like a little much. Yeah. For the way that you and I are building out the season. Uh, yeah. It's just, she's not going to want to live in Missouri. Yeah. 
Um, I also, I had to go to our slides to look at her like full body picture to see her hands since she works as a hand model sometimes. Um, I mean, they're, they're fine hands. Is it sim is that picture similar to this picture, like face and hair? Well, so what the picture on the slides is, or like the picture on Instagram, is that it's like the picture that we see on EBC, but then blown out. So it's like oh, it's just their full. Okay. Mm -hmm. I produced the show, guys. I'm doing a great job. <laughs> it's a team effort. <laughs> Next up is Jane, who is. 33. She's a social media director from LA. Mm -hmm. She is the life of the party. She's our third girl from LA. She is so far the oldest. I wonder if there was a conscious effort to grab California girls, West Coast girls, because of COVID related stuff. We've seen a couple girls from Colorado as well. Uh, they are back at the mansion. I have no idea what the restrictions on filming and stuff are. We know they travel again this season. Yeah. Uh, but I wonder if there was a conscious choice to pick people from specific places. Okay. Um, I will say, I think this is the first time in Bachelor history that the term F-boys ended up in a bio. If you guys need something to fill the time between Bachelor seasons, uh, Fuckboy Island is a fantastic piece of American cinema. <laughs> But yeah, I think you're right. I don't, uh, I think Bachelor might be trying to get a little hip here. Yeah, I wonder how Disney uh, feels about that. They probably haven't seen it yet uh, <laughs> because the ratings on this show are so low that they're more worried about like their scripted comedies. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, um, I don't, okay, so I could also see Jane going home night one. She does not label herself as bougie, but she prefers glamping over camping. She dreams of a life filled with unlimited uh, uh, kombucha. There you go. It's a hard word to read and say at the same time because it doesn't quite line up. Um, glamping is better than camping. I mean, it is, but I don't know if, if Clayton would agree. Tent camping is horrendous. Even if you have power. Why? It's not, it's not for me. I know a lot of people enjoy hiking. A lot of people enjoy camping. I don't enjoy either of those things. My idea of camping is four days of country thunder on the floor of a trailer. That's worse than camping, if I'm being honest with you. Well, four days of country thunder in a tent in Arizona is way worse agree to disagree <laughs> okay i don't have anything else on jane this is a pretty boring profile but jill jane and jill jill who is uh 26 years old she's an architectural historian from uh mm, from Rhode Island. <laughs> I'll try it. I'll try. I'm the one who says the dumb words wrong. Uh, Skituate? Yeah. Yeah, we'll go with that. She's from Rhode Island. Yeah. Which is probably one of the few places in this country you can be an architectural historian. Yeah, but I love it. That sounds awesome. 
Um, so she, I think she'll be like a middle of the pack girl. She very much has, um, I don't know. I mean, like once again, like she kind of talks about enjoying some of the same things. She has friends that are married. So like that would, it would fit in with like the idea of wanting to start a family right away, like being more like family marriage focused. Um, and she wants a big, tall hunk of man that she can climb like a tree. I mean, she's here for the right reasons. Who I doesn't want it? These girls feel much um, hornier than the girls of past seasons. Katie broke the Bachelor <laughs> franchise. I really enjoyed Katie. Her yeah. season was a little more disappointing, but like Katie, the character, she yeah. broke how all this works. Yeah. Because she was so damn horny all the time. I think between her and Hannah B, it's like anything goes now. Yeah, it's great. Love it. And what we saw in the preview, Clayton, horny guy himself. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, he attracts both kissing and crying. Um, being tired of being the only single one in your group of friends is something I know uh, some of my female and male friends have echoed. Uh, being the last one left uh, usually leaves you fifth seventh ninth wheeling you know it just kind of depends on uh, how big that group is not a whole lot else in her profile um she's like twilight yeah like i said i think she could make it past night one i don't know how much farther she was past that uh next up is kate who is 32. She's a real estate agent from Lake Hollywood, California. Um, what was the other girl? What's the difference between a real estate agent and a real estate, whatever the other one was? I have no idea. Probably like a notoriety credit kind of thing. And some money. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, uh, first person. Go ahead. So she has an amazing life. Well, that's good. Yeah. Is it because she's a Leo? Probably. First we person like to call out her sign. <laughs> that's true. Um, oh, it's her moon rising sign. Interesting. I don't know what that means, but she likes Mario Kart. <laughs> but is she good at well, you don't have to be good at Mario Kart to enjoy it. That is part of the thrill of Mario games. That's true. That's true. Um, oh, her idea of a romantic date is skydiving. Which, uh, I know you've talked about before some of the uh, some of the underlying uh, physiochemical pieces <laughs> to dates like that. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like she's maybe experienced some of that herself. Um, yeah. But yeah. Once again, she's over dating the Hollywood party boys. Yeah, also, said she went on a date with Harry Styles. So, Hollywood party boys. I wouldn't be shocked to see Kate go home night one. I'm not getting a whole hell of a lot of substance here. No, it's a lot of um, 
adjectives and fluff. Lots of fluff. Uh, Kira, who is a 32 year old physician from Philly, uh, taught herself to write hieroglyphics as a child. Um, that's all I have, Megan. That feels like something I would have done. <laughs> um, she's also a doctor. Um, so she, I mean, she, she went to some pretty well-known schools um, to study medical school or to study medicine. Um, I wonder, I do wonder how that fits in with like the bachelor world that she's about to enter and what that means um, as far as her, that like desire for like career versus family, right? Um, especially again, knowing that Col uh, not Colton, Clayton is so family driven. Yeah, I don't think we've seen this level of education in any recent seasons. You know, we always have people who went to college for stuff, but not people who are lawyers and doctors and have actually gone to schools where you have to apply to get into those things. Yeah, not in a while. Um, yeah, not in a while. I'll tell you what, if she makes it in a little bit, says she appreciates the corny things in life. I. I think we saw a little bit of Clayton's corny in Michelle's season. Uh, you know, it wasn't character building, but definitely some corniness there. Uh, and she's got a great gaze. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that she definitely has, like, interesting things about her. I I could see her going relatively far. Um, I don't know how she'll do it separating herself out from the pack, especially when it seems like from the preview, there's quite a bit of loudness and drama. And I would assume as a physician, she won't be playing into that as much, but who knows? Next up, we have our, our first of a stretch of, of problem names here. This is uh, Lindsay D, who, because of the way her and the other Lindsay spell their name, I'm gonna call this one Lindsay um, until she leaves. She looks like a TV host. Yeah, that's fair, actually. Or, or a um, um, like a soap opera. Yeah, I was gonna say all my children. Yeah. She's a twenty-seven-year-old neonatal nurse from uh, Jacksonville. Oh, she might be a Jaguars fan. That could be fun. As <laughs> <laughs> guess Cadell chimes in from the other room, says red flag. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, has a daughter. Uh, so again, we're kind of seeing this this family dynamic build that uh, you know Clayton has shown a, a predisposition towards at least in language. Yeah. So, um, talks about bonus points for a man that can keep up with her on the dance floor. We know that Clayton has some dance moves. Yeah. You know her, her fun facts. I think this is the first one I could go three for three on. Um, and I'm thinking they're all okay. Loving Taco Bell, totally fine. Napping in a hammock, one of my favorite things to do. Loving Hallmark Christmas movies, generally speaking, not something I'm interested in. Uh, however, uh, Ashley and I have watched several uh, over the holiday here, and God, they're bad. And they're yeah. so good. Yeah. So good. 
Did you did you watch the one that I told you about, the single all the way one? No. We are working our way through the 30 days of lifetime. Uh, okay. uh, that's all I've got on Lynn Sang. Walmart and Netflix. <laughs> Uh, next up is, is Lindsay. Lindsay W., who's an industrial sales rep, 28 years old from Houston, Texas. Small town girl. Not a whole lot of substance to that. Um, you know, kind of reads like a character I could see them developing for Clayton. Um, but yeah. there's just not a whole hell of a lot here. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I I think that Lindsay W goes home before Lindsay D. That's my prediction. Yeah. I, I don't think I'd be willing to make a bet with you on it. Uh, <laughs> but I think I think it's I think it's closer than you think. Like maybe same rose ceremony closer. <laughs> maybe I guess we'll see. Uh, next up is Mara, who along with uh, Marlena and Melinda are going to give me fits for as long as the three of them are on the show. Uh, but we'll start with Mara. She is a 32 year old entrepreneur from Jersey, and she's Puerto Rican. Uh huh. Sorry, from uh -huh. Puerto Rico. Which is slightly different than being Puerto Rican. Yes. So, do we think that Clayton can keep up with her? I th I think that that kind of we, we've seen it a few times now, right? We've seen a few of these profiles calling out these girls, saying if he could keep up with me, you know, he's got to be able to, to to party on the weekends and hang out during the week. And, and I, I'm wondering if that's not something he expressed an interest in like a like being, high energy kind of yeah, like being pulled out of like his his rut kind of thing yeah you know because he sat down with the producers he was like hey guys like this is the kind of girl i'm, I'm actually into like yeah. in theory going to grab at least some of those girls and we've seen this a few times now i know part of it is is millennial bullshit words that we use like oh i used to like to party but now you just have people keep up with me on friday nights teehee like it's 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 part of that whole we're growing up thing that millennials <laughs> lean into it's just it's exhausting but it could be that but it could also be what clayton has expressed an interest in well and it could also be that opposites attract um and that it just like does some balancing I think these higher energy girls too lead to some really fun drama for the producers. I think, I'm just gonna put this out here. I don't know if I've ever met someone who loves the salsa dance, but doesn't eat spicy food. Okay. <laughs> All right, well. <laughs> He's going to make a Jersey joke and you ruined it. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> so moving from Mara to Marlena, who is a 30-year-old former Olympian from Virginia Beach. Um, so yeah, she did track and field in the Olympics. 
Um, and so Clayton definitely has his uh, work cut out for him as far as the athletics go with her. I'd love to see them in a foot race together. Um, they say that her energy is infectious and that her smile lights up the room. Which I feel like Clayton would enjoy that type of vibe. So I'm wondering who who finalizes the bios? Because if I'm running a real estate company and own property in Virginia Beach, mm-hmm. I'm not going to self-identify as a former Olympian. Fair. General, way over generalization, right? But the United mm-hmm. States doesn't give a shit about track and field. Yeah. It doesn't give you any clout. Like, oh, you were in the Olympics? Cool. Like, what do you do now? But owning real estate in a beach town that's something. I mean, that's, that's a career, right? That's a, that's a choice that you've made, investment that you've made. And so I'm, I'm wondering if ABC calls her the former Olympian or if Marlena calls herself the former Olympian. I think she does because, like, when you're looking at a pool of 30 or 31 women, all of who look similar, right? Like, if you have one if you have three real estate agents and then you have one former Olympian, like who are you going to remember? You're going to remember the the former Olympian, right? And so like, I wonder if she made that decision to set herself apart. And actually we see this, there's another bio coming up where she labels, I'm assuming she labels herself as formerly married or something like that. But then in her profile, (laughs) don't look ahead, don't look ahead. I want to see your reaction. Um, But that's like her career, right? But then, like, when you look at her bio, she actually has, like, a real career. And so, like, I do wonder if part of this is, like, their own market, right, of how do I make myself stand out even within America's viewers. So, quick aside, I will say that my dream is to marry a widowed oil baroness and to also be formerly married when she passes away and I inherit her fortune. Like, that's a career. Anna Nicole Smith is a career. You're doing really poorly at that so far, by the way. I keep trying to meet oil baronesses, but they're not as common as you'd think. <laughs> uh, the one thing I will call out is that she competed for uh, Haiti in the Olympics, um, not the United States. So I know that the rules for where you can qualify for the Olympics is, is as simple as where you're willing to write a check. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm curious to see if her heritage is something that she holds to or that comes up we saw quite a bit of it uh in this past season uh with a lot of guys with really strong ties to their african heritage um i don't think it's something we've really seen in bachelorette contestants to this point um but being able to participate for haiti means there's some sort of tie there uh and i I would be curious to see if that's something a unique quality that she brings to the table to talk about and set her apart and do we think Clayton would be game for that quality? We'll see. Yeah. Um, I also would love to see a picture of her with her blonde mohawk. So anyone who has it, send it our way. She's got really strong forward facial features. I think the mohawk would really work. Right. Uh, Melina, who's a 27-year-old personal trainer from West Hollywood, she looks so 
Gen Z fashion in this photo. <laughs> yeah. And well, and then it says that she designed her own shoes, shock absorbing workout shoes. And I just saw it. It's in all caps, right? So I was about to ask what the hell Kanga boots were. Yeah. But the reason I haven't heard of them is because she made them up. Yeah. And is marketing them on the ABC website. You know what, though? That's why a lot of these people come on this show. Believe it or not, it's not to find love. It is to further <laughs> further their social media following. Um, not that not that that's what Melina's doing. She might be here for love. I mean, Her dream partner is athletic, unapologetic, and punctual. Let me um let me read you what her fast-paced lifestyle is and tell me if it fits with Clayton. Shopping for designer clothes, spending time with her horse, and eating exclusively from the hot bar at Irwan at Irwan. I'm being told Irwan is an upscale health food store. No, to answer your question, no, maybe no. Yeah. I can see Clay liking horses. Sometimes country boys like horses. Yeah, I think she has. She's stunning though. She has a really like a very um, unique look to her. So I could see her making it past that first impression night one. But I don't know if she goes much further than that. Yeah, I'd love to see her in a ball gown, um, a little more neck. I think I think she she looks taller. Yeah. Um, when she dies, she wants to be buried in cranberry sauce and stuffing. Yeah, I I don't don't have words for that. So we're gonna move on to Rachel. <laughs> Rachel is twenty five. She's a flight instructor, which immediately raised a red flag for me. Because I know it takes a reasonable amount of time to become a pilot. Yeah. So if you're a 25-year-old flight instructor, who are you teaching to fly? Who taught you to fly? So need no more. So from my understanding of piloting, which Mike, I apologize. Um, but <laughs> Um, you can, I'm pretty sure you can be a private, like a flight instructor without having your private pilot license yet. Kind of like you can be like a swim instructor without having like your swim instructor license. Um, it gives you like a higher pay grade to have the license and you can actually like fly people places, but to teach people how to fly, don't know if you need a license. Okay. <laughs> so she's I'm 25. Backchecked all of that once we're done. <laughs> 25 is very young. Uh, and it, I only... I'm pretty sure Mike, like Mike was like 20, he was like 22 in, in teaching flight lessons. My, now, concern, my concern is no longer the airplane. My concern now is what year did Harry Potter books come out? Because her, her dream is to, to read the Harry Potter books to her kids, which is fine. But yeah. to me, it says that she had a formative experience with the Harry Potter books where they became important enough to her where she wants to impart that on her offspring. So how old was she when the Harry Potter books came out? Very young. Why was she not reading like smutty romance novels like Twilight? 
These are the concerns I have. <laughs> because the first Harry Potter book came out in 1997. Yeah. So she would have been zero. Pretty much, right? It's 20. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, no. This is probably her parents' fault. It was. It was her parents' they fault. They were still reading Harry Potter when she was old enough to read. Okay, that said, though, um, I do I do think that she has some of the qualities that Clayton's looking for. She talks about re- being respectful for families um, and waiters um, and that she's looking for her soulmate and her co-pilot as a hopeless romantic. A crazy, insane love that makes sense to no one else but her and her soulmate. Should actually be the tagline for The Bachelor. It, I mean, it should be. Um, maybe let's just make it the tagline of The Row Show. <sighs> Reading Harry Potter to future generations of children. That's all I have on Rachel. <laughs> yeah. Let us know. Let us know uh, about the pilot thing on uh, on our on our review episode. Okay. <laughs> uh, Rihanna is 26. She's a registered nurse from Dallas, Texas. Yeah. She's a big personality with the cowgirl boots to match. I feel like Clayton's going to like her, though. Yeah. She's got southern roots. And she likes being, like, again, family-oriented, outgoing, loyal. She does the down and dirty. Like, Hates doing laundry, mm-hmm. but loves watching Naked and Afraid. There is a non-zero chance with those two traits that she's watching Naked and Afraid naked because she hasn't done any of her laundry. Fair. That's relatable. <laughs> That's really relatable. I think the audience is going to key in on that. <laughs> They're really going to get that vibe from her. Uh, She's not interested in a man who wants to change her, uh, which from what we've seen of Clayton doesn't feel like it would be his MO anyway. Yeah, no, I agree. And like, I do, I mean, I I feel like all three of those facts too are very relatable. Like even like her allude to um, playing playing a board game, Monopoly, right? Classic thing. Um, It's just like, it's something you can imagine doing for like a family board Oh, I don't know. I feel like he's gonna like her. Yeah, I'd be interested to see how far she goes. The the, the profile is just kind of written a little differently than some of the other ones we've seen. Structured. Uh, what are they? What do they teach us in grade school? Uh, the the hamburger essays. It's got a <laughs> it's got the opening. It's got the first paragraph. It's got the second paragraph. Like she's she's hitting all the all the points here. It, it's very much structured in a way to to feed us the information. Yeah. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be shocked if she's top eight. Yeah. No, I think, I think she's a good match. Sally, who has the distinction of being dead last in the alphabet. No. She's, uh, I know. The way that they do this is really shitty on their website. Did I miss one? No, they keep going. 
There's going to be more. They're, they go through the teeth. I thought we were almost done. Oh, no. It felt it's too a- short. Yeah. Oh, okay. You talk about Sally for a second while I pull up the next 20 girls. <laughs> so Sally is 26, and she was previously engaged. She's from Charlottesville, Virginia. But, okay, so again, like, that is what she put as her profession and what's going to show up on... So, so again, we don't know that. Okay, but she is a spine surgery robot operator. Oh, wow. Right? And so, like, they could have put anything medical there, but instead they choose previously engaged. Who is Meredith Gray? From Grey's Anatomy. (laughs) All right, moving on. Um, (laughs) I've never seen it. Actually, you would probably get really grossed out by it. Um, Um, Yeah, that's a wild distinction to make. Yeah. Um, So one, again, like I think that coming from a fantasy perspective, being previously engaged, there's probably a story there. When she talks about that story, that will get you points. Um, Depending on what that story is and how it comes across, it might be something that Clayton leans really heavily into as like a moment of vulnerability, or if it's shared in a way that doesn't come across as well, um, might really kind of turn him off. So I'm interested to see how it comes out. That said, I mean, like a lot of the stuff that she puts in here of what she's looking for and how she describes herself are things that I think he'd be looking for. So again, we have that family oriented, we have adventurous, wants a man who's loyal and fun and willing to give lots of attention. Um, that she's really supportive in relationships, loves to make her man feel appreciated and wanted. I, I think the recency of her relationship is also going to be an important piece of it. Yeah. Um, you know, if she's, Yapping about it all the time. Yeah, it's points for as for as long as she's around. Yeah. Uh, I think her obsession with hot tubs, depending mm-hmm. on your scoring system. Uh, I know a couple leagues will give you points just for being in a hot tub, and then additional points for hot tub kisses. If she gets a one on one, you can pretty much guarantee there's going to be a hot tub there. Yep. Yep. I will be fascinated to see how her job comes up for the first time in conversation if it does versus her previous relationship status yeah yeah no same uh samantha samantha's next is it accurate i'm a a little little thrown off that i went from being almost done there being 10 more girls (laughs) you're welcome um yes um she she looks so down to earth and looks like a girl that I feel like, like just from the picture, I would choose her to be with Clayton. <laughs> um, but then even within this bio, we have that having a family is her biggest desire. And she is ready to find a man to grow a family with. Um, yeah. She would love to own a dog sanctuary one day. We know Clayton, the underdog. <laughs> Loves dog. Um, I'm I'm kind of getting villain vibes. Really? Is that just because she goes to EDM festivals and doesn't want to clean up after her husband? 
But is that just because you have a bias against redheads? Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. See, I think she's going to... Yeah, there's just not a whole lot. 26 years old from San Diego. Yeah, occupational therapist. So she's a caretaker. She, her profession. Uh-huh. But then she specifically and explicitly calls up that she doesn't want to clean up after her, her husband. Yeah, probably because she does it all the fucking day at work. That's fair. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not saying she's wrong for it. I'm saying I, I can. I can start to build a narrative in my head where she wants, expects very specific ways for relationships to go, not only with Clayton but with the other girls in the house. That's fair. But yeah, we will see. Uh, Sarah, who is I think the youngest yet at 23. Yeah. A wealth management advisor from New York. Oh, they call it her age again right away. She may be young, but she's gone through more in life than the average girl her age. Killing it on Wall Street. Hopeless romantic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. If, can you close your eyes and picture Clayton co-hosting a dinner party in some swanky New York apartment? <laughs> no. no. Yeah, I'm not sure about that one. Um. She also loves cute tiny dogs. Was was Clayton covered in puppies or small dogs? Puppies. Puppies? Like lab puppies. Uh, Wonder Woman is a badass, but I think that's where Sarah and I stop having commonalities. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know how far Sarah makes it, but Sarah, I would love to get some advice from the world. I've got Sarah making it past night one. Yeah. And that's probably it. <laughs> uh, Serene is an elementary school teacher, 26 years old, from Oklahoma City. Um, loves the theater, but only if it's a musical. I think that's a fair distinction to make. The well, stage isn't for a lot of people, but most people love musicals. Um. Her cat's oh, name. Oh, her cat. Are you kidding me? His name Leonardo DiCaprio. Hey, Kendall, this girl's cat is Leonardo DiCaprio. Her name is Serene. Kendall says she doesn't make it that far. <laughs> um. So I also, I don't know. I go back and forth with her. I, her, her bio's pretty clean. Her bio reads well. Yes, and like Oklahoma City, they have that link because Oklahoma and Missouri, they touch physically. <laughs> For people who don't know the middle of the United States who are somehow watching this, this video cast, those two states touch. <laughs> so is Oklahoma the Midwest? No. But, but Michigan is. Yeah. I just wanted to just clarify a couple points there. Um, but no, so Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, like they would get, they would have those similar values. Um, she would understand where he's from, being from Missouri. He would understand where she's from, being from Oklahoma City. I'm sure that he's maybe visited Oklahoma City. 
<laughs> shaky confidence. <laughs> um, that said, he also just got broken up with from an elementary school teacher. So <laughs> down there. Yeah, go right, go right back to the well. You know, the cat, the cat and the guinea pig thing. Uh, again, I'm sure they submit a hundred fun facts about themselves and the producers just kind of do what they want, but being afraid of guinea pigs and her cat's name, um, that's going to be a, a no for me, which means that I know for a fact she makes it past night one. <laughs> she has to. Yeah, I think, I think she could. Again, like I think that she could have a really sweet personality that again, I think he's going to be drawn to. I said the, the, the main part of her bio reads, well you know it, it reads like some of these other ones we've called out as saying the right things being structured in the right way i do like the last line um just a huge heart and a lot to give can't wait to see if she finds our bachelor a worthy recipient there right versus the, against the converse which is like oh well, she'd be lucky to have clayton kind of thing i like i like the way that's worded but yeah i don't know she's probably gonna make it Top eight. Yeah. I would enjoy that. Get out of here. Show me the decap. Without splashing spoilers at me. Shanae. Shanae, who is 29. She's a recruiter from Sycamore, Ohio. Looks like a movie. Uh, tell you what, she could recruit me for just about any job that she uh, was trying to fill. And uh, I'd at least listen to it. I think you do more than listen. Okay. She's a small town girl with a huge personality. Describes herself as faithful, patient, and lovable. I, 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 oh. She keeps her Christmas tree up year-round. She loves Christmas. You know, number three is relatable, though. She's not interested in dating a man who performs magic. Luckily, he does magic. Maybe he does. Well, I hope he doesn't do magic, because then Sinead's going home. She's going to self-eliminate night one, because Clayton does magic tricks. I I think Sinead goes really far. I think. Even, like, her bio. Her bio feels... Very, um, very fitting of the way that we've portrayed Clayton so far. Yeah, very, very uh, me positive language. Mm-hmm. Well, like that small town feel. Like, it's thin. It's only four sentences long. There's not a whole lot of data in there. I mean, like how many of these actually have data? True. Zoos are cool. Everybody likes zoos. These are cool. I mean, again, like, I think, I don't know. Uh, we just lost one follower because it was uh, a PETA person. That's all I have on Shanae. I, I, could, I could see her going kind of deep. I don't think hometowns by any means, but top eight. Maybe. She'll, she'll change locations. How about that? She'll move to... Wherever they go after the mansion, which I think is Toronto. Hey, that's right by Michigan. Okay. Sierra, 
uh, 26. She's a recruiting coordinator from Dallas. Um, yeah, favorite flowers and black rose. I like that. Yeah, just not a not a lot in here. Wasting time. If you have to call out in your bachelorette bio that you don't like a guy with bad hygiene, you've had <laughs> such a traumatic experience. You smell things. She put her in the uh, deodorant girl. Uh, they make them room together. Okay. Um, looking for a man who's culture, direct, and just as ambitious as Paul's. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they, they kind of call her out. Says everything she does has deep thought and purpose. So why come to the bachelor? She's ready for marriage and she wants it soon. I mean, it, if you need to get married in the next eight to ten weeks, uh, no better place to come than than on the bachelor. <laughs> you have a captive audience and, and a, a poor guy who's incentivized to marry you. Yeah. So yeah, not a bad move there. I kind of like that call out. Uh, Susie is 28. She's a wedding videographer from Virginia Beach. This is our third girl from Virginia Beach. Maybe the fourth, honestly. I she like queen. the um, her picture. She's using the white shirt, very much like an allude to a wedding dress. I think she's the only one so far that we've seen in, a, in white. believe that is accurate. Uh, hates haunted houses. Uh, same. Mm -hmm. Too scared. Cannot do it. Uh, Jiu-jitsu champion, which I would not have. I guess I need a body shot of her. She looks really petite. Yes. She looks itty-bitty. But, like, her, again, like, her bio just reads very sweet. Um, kind of like her picture. And I feel like she could go pretty far. I feel like, um, uh, you know, this is the first girl who's like fun facts about her life's dreams have kind of aligned with what she's doing now. Yeah. Um, wants to be a documentary filmmaker right now. She's shooting weddings. It's at least in the same, the same vein. Yes. yes. Um, yeah. That, that, not a whole lot in here has lived in Japan. One Miss Virginia. I just feel like it's a lot of, there's a lot of pieces here and without, kind of flushing it out with some one-on-one -on -one time. I don't know if we'll see enough of Susie before she's gone. I don't know. I feel like I feel like she could get a one-on-one. I, I think if she got a one-on-one -on -one date, she'd be able to put together a very interesting and compelling character. I'm just not sure she gets there. I don't know. I think it'll depend on how the the rest of the cast shakes out as far as personalities but again i feel like she could very much be a good tempered sweetness that he might really jive with teddy 24 year old surgical unit nurse from highland california and she is a catch a self-proclaimed catch <laughs> Um, being terrified of ladybugs, I think is normal. If you're from somewhere where you got the ladybugs that bite, 
yeah that's fair i don't know if that's an everywhere kind of thing or if that's another one of those midwest things but uh we had we had ladybugs that, that bit you i mean they weren't true ladybugs though they were beetles all right, if it looks like a ladybug. <laughs> but if it bites, not like a ladybug. Uh, grew up in a strict Christian household, uh, but then says she lives by her own rules now. So I, I'd be curious to see how much of her religion has held into her adult life. Um, I yeah, I'd, I'd be. Because it matters. It does matter. And again, like I think that there could be a really interesting story there, which is points. Thank you, my fantasy. Yeah, if she if she can harken back to why and how and how her family is or was. Yep. Um, you know, wants a man who can have fun with her, won't be afraid to to be a little spontaneous. Uh, and we've seen that from Clayton in yeah. small bursts. And I feel like he would be okay with a late night skinny dip. I feel like they've done that in the in the lakes. The, the ocean of Ozark? Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> yeah. The freshwater ocean. Uh, eating pasta for every meal while delicious, not necessarily good for your figure. I'm sorry. Are you calling her her figure right now? Look at those bones. <laughs> yeah, they're <laughs> great collarbones. Four. I wonder I wonder if the food that they show on TV for their dates is real food. It is real food. They just can't eat it because of the microphones. I, I so badly want 24-7 access to the Bachelor contestants. Have you watched... Well, okay, this will be a, a different conversation because we have one more girl and I'm not going to sidetrack us here. <laughs> All right, Tessa is 26. She's a human resources specialist from Stamford, Connecticut. Oh, wow. Uh, she's such a romantic that she's accused of being cinematic. Dramatic. <sighs> okay, so she's going to be over the top. This, this is my pick for ridiculous uh, limo intro. Yeah. And I have... Unless idea what she would do but. this is number one unless that other girl shows up in cinderella's carriage yeah. um looking for a man who is inclusive and pushing themselves to be better wants to be with a man who doesn't have trouble sharing his emotions I'm let you keep going you, you go ahead and just just go through the bio there's only one more thing i want to say about uh, tessa <laughs> uh, she dreams of finding someone to share her passion for music with because for her there is no sweeter song than a song of love alright so I have two things because that line I missed on my first read through no sweeter song than a song of love and then she's a Stevie Nicks girl <laughs> but being afraid of red fruits And then calling out raisins. <laughs> and grapes. Well, yeah, but... <laughs> I want to know more. Like, when Rodney shows up dressed like a golden delicious. Yeah. Is she afraid? 
Well, Gold Tooth Delicious are yellow, so no. Well, not Rodney's version. <laughs> <laughs> but like, if you're holding two apples, and one's a red apple, and one's a one's a yellow apple, why the why the fear? Why the fear of red fruit? You know what? Let's get Tessa on this show. Let's ask her. Tessa, if you want to talk about why you listed raisins and not strawberries, um, let's have a chat. We're here for you. I hope this comes up. <laughs> I hope this comes up somehow. Like a, like a fruit plate in the middle of the table while everyone's sitting around waiting for uh, Clayton to come in for meeting everybody. And she is like visually uncomfortable with the fruit tray. Or if someone, yeah, shows up dressed as a strawberry. What about like a watermelon? It's green on the outside. Red on the inside. A lot of questions about Tessa. <laughs> Her bio is um, a little over the top. Yeah, that said, I don't know if Tessa makes it past night one. <laughs> sure there might be an apple and she might just have a conniption. Yeah. Uh, so that, I believe, is now all the women. That is all of them. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, did you have any, any thoughts? Uh, as to our casts that you'd like to wrap with? I think, okay, so in general, we have themes, right? Themes of family, dogs, maybe faith and religion. Yeah, a little bit. Here and and there. there's like some, like a lot of women who have um, like this like assertiveness or like powerful like careers or like big personalities. Um, and just like that dynamic of like, is he going to pull more for like the sweet, soft nature or no more of those like more seemingly powerful and assertive like presence? Um, what else? I don't know. I think in general, honestly, like these bios were a little bit disappointing. I mean, they had some really great quotes, but like I think as opposed to even some of the ones that we saw last season with Michelle's guys, there were not many details. So the fact that you and I waited to film this to get <laughs> is a little disappointing, EBC. Um, yeah, I don't know. Those are my thoughts. And you no, know, the reason we go through that, guys, is because as you're thinking about your fantasy rosters week to week, if you can identify threads, you can start to predict the route that the show is going to take. And all you're doing from a fantasy standpoint is you want the people scoring the most points. So you want the people with the most screen time. So you want the people that fit those narrative threads the best. So starting with the bios and then going through every single preview and all the spoilers and everything you can find, you can start to paint the season. And what you want is the most accurate prediction you can build. That's how you win your fantasy league. That's all there is to it. Spoilers are huge. Yes, knowing who wins absolutely will help you. Filling in the blanks between, call it episode two and episode six, that's where you build that distance between you and everyone else who's looked up spoilers. Um, and then your week-to-week leagues, obviously, being able to tie things together and see how far people could go based on the character that's being portrayed, that's how you're going to get fantasy points. I think, too, just, again, coming in not knowing much about Clayton, I think is majorly going to impact things this season. And I think I see Clayton being 
in a lot of regards, like a slow to warm up bachelor too. Where like I am super interested to see what these first few weeks look like as opposed to the last few weeks. Because we didn't see that much character development on Michelle's season. And when he left, he left feeling pretty devastated. Um and so coming into this, I mean, how is he going to react to having 31 eligible bachelorettes? Rock at his feet. Is he going to feel confident about that? Or are we going to get a similar presentation where like the girls are going to be the ones that have to pull him out? In which case, those assertive girls might be more of a presence and you might want them earlier on because they're going to help him kind of come into his own as a bachelor. Or does he need something else to help him come into terms with who he is? And we'll see. We'll see. I mean, that's, that's part of the fun, right? Night one is a, a bit of a disaster. Uh, most of your season long leagues won't start till week two. Uh, but your, your dailies, your weeklies, those will be, those will be popping off. So the season starts on January 3rd, uh, bachelor changes nights to Monday night. Uh, at least for most of their airings, we'll see if NFL playoffs, the stuff moving around. Um, but it should be, should be most Monday nights. We'll be here every week. Uh, bringing you weekly picks and, and look-ins and some of our season-long stuff. And at this point, um, on the Rose League, um, the picks are now open. So you guys can go on and start making your picks for episode or night one, episode one of Queen Season 2. Yeah, League is live. Uh, we're not partnered with Rose League yet, but maybe... <laughs> we, uh, we had a really good run here this, this past season. So, uh, but, but honestly, uh, endorsement is, or not, uh, the best platform, especially for people newer to the idea of fantasy, really easy interface. It's all on an app. You don't have to dick around with poorly designed websites. Um, so that is absolutely what, what we would suggest to, to play with your friends and, and hop in the 602 row show group and you can play with us as well. Uh, Megan and I are off to just vigorously scrub the internet and social media for any and all uh, spoilers and weekly data that we can find, start to build our rosters for night one. Um, coming up on the channel, we'll have, uh, we'll have our picks for night one, uh, but we'll also have a, a final recap of Michelle's season, uh, and then we'll do a, a breakdown of Michelle's season-long league uh, ahead of when picks are due for Clayton. So you can kind of see an overview with data uh, of how those rosters are built and all the, all the thought that goes into those. Uh, so be on the lookout for potentially shorter versions of this episode broken up into pieces. We're at about an hour and 45 minutes. So we're talking three, four, five minutes a girl here. We might be able to break those out, but if not, thanks for making it this deep. Uh, you know, we definitely appreciate it. Make sure you like and subscribe. Megan, you have anything else? No, like and subscribe, guys. Thanks for watching 602 Row Show. We uh, we definitely appreciate it. Looking forward to Clayton's season here. Enjoy. For season two. Yeah.